Hi everyone, welcome to episode 4 of Let's Chat. Hope you had a great week so far. In the UK, we've been blessed with sunshine, finally. And I have been catching up on my all-time favorite reality TV show at the moment, which is 90 Day Fiancé. If you don't know anything about that program, please go ahead and watch it. But it really got me thinking about red flags. While we all know the common term of red flags, are we 100% positive of how to identify these red flags and how to deal with them when they show up in our relationships? If not, stay tuned. There's lots more to talk about on Let's Chat. Last night, I was watching 90 Day Fiancé, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the program, 90 Day Fiancé is a reality television series that's on TLC, and it follows the journey of American citizens trying to gain a K-1 visa for their foreign fiancé. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I love a (laughs) I love good television. I love anything that keeps me entertained, especially when it comes to dating and relationships. And I was watching it. And even though there's several spinoffs from 90 Day Fiance because it's that popular and it's that entertaining, the thing that just kept coming out to me was red flags. As a viewer, I can't sit here and, and tell people, you know, how you should have your relationships because honestly, every relationship is different, every dynamic is different. And who am I to tell you exactly, you know, what your relationship should look like? I'm not going to be that person. However, I can't dismiss that I was seeing a lot of problematic couples. And the K1 visa is to give, you know, these couples 90 days to plan a wedding and I feel a lot of the times is is that they're using the 90 days to actually get to know one another because majority of the time these couples meet online they don't live in the same country they have not been around each other for that long and they decide that they will get married and then find out about each other later on which to me is a bit of a madness because I generally think that you need to be around someone quite often to get to know them because anyone could be anything online, right? I could catfish somebody, not even catfish somebody from a aesthetic point of view, but from a personality point of view, which has happened on this show, um, which I will get into later on. But I honestly feel like 90 days is not enough time for you to get to know somebody to the point of you will A, marry them and then B, sponsor them throughout their entire time of being in the States, even if you divorce. I think that's the rule, but I think once you divorce, you still have to sponsor this person. So you, there's legal ramifications here if this relationship doesn't pan out. Um, but that doesn't deter, 
you know, these couples because they're in love. And when you're in love, you know, you're not thinking, you're not using your head. And it just makes you a perfect candidate to dismiss, you know, red flags that normally show up in a relationship early days. And so I wanted to kind of feature some of the top couples that have gotten my attention in one way or form uh, this season and highlight some of the red flags that I've noticed and then see how we can try to mitigate and deal with red flags once they arise in our relationship. The first couple I want to talk about is Ed and Rose. So Ed is from the States and Rose is from the Philippines. So Ed, he's in his 50s. He has one adult child and he does not want more children. Rose, on the other hand, she's in her early 20s. She already has one younger child and she wants more kids. And... This was something that we noticed that was discussed early on in their relationship. She was discussing with him that, you know, once they get married, she wants to build a future with him. She wants a larger family. And it seemed to be that he was on board. However, when he finally came and saw her and, you know, they had been intimate already, he reveals... (laughs) That he has had a vasectomy. Can you imagine pretending to go on with a a situation that you do not want? He did not want kids. He never brought it to her attention. He was willing and waiting to meet her in person and ultimately have sex with her to then vocalize that he no longer wanted children. Are we not seeing red flags here? Not only that, he was very, very condescending when it came to her. He treated her like a child. There was there was just a lack of respect on his end in terms of when an issue that he had was presented to her. It wasn't presented in a loving way. It was presented in an accusatory way it was presented in a way that made her feel small and it was presented in a way that you had to question as a viewer did he really like this person because if you like somebody there's ways of addressing your concerns in a manner that allows this person to be receptive to you and there was nothing in the sort of what he was doing that allowed that to happen And so as I watched this play out, I wasn't surprised when she actually called things off. I was actually happy that she stood up for herself and she demanded more because he was under the assumption that just because he was from the States and he had more money than her and he was classified as more privileged that she would tolerate his behavior And I'm so happy that that was not the case. But the red flags I want to point out was that he was disrespectful to her. He was condescending to her. He lied and he manipulated her and used her 
sexually to get what he wanted and then finally told her the truth. So ladies, if you are dealing with anyone who shows these signs to you in the beginning, please do take heed and make sure that you really, really consider whether or not this is a relationship that you want to continue with. Okay, next couple is Stephanie and Erica. And I found this couple really mind-boggling because they are a lesbian couple and they're both in their 20s. Stephanie um, was a, and is currently a YouTube personality and she is very sexual. Her persona is very much overly sexual and it was mind-boggling to see the massive contrast when she was in person. It was absolutely night and day and the girl that she was dating called Erica was a bit baffled by it and she was a bit confused as I think we all were because she had painted herself to be this person who was sexually liberated, you know, she knew what she wanted, she wasn't afraid to talk about topics, she wasn't afraid, you know, to showcase her sexuality but then when it came down to her being in person, it was a complete night and day. She did not want to be intimate at all. She had massive reservations about kissing, about touching hands, about doing things that you would normally do with someone that you were dating. And it left me thinking, A, is she actually a lesbian? Because in the series, we found out that, you know, this was her first a lesbian partner and then on top of that she never disclosed to her family what her sexual orientation was she actually lied to her family saying that she was going to visit a friend friend being her actual girlfriend um so it left a lot of questions there is was she lying about her sexuality was she actually straight um, and then on top of it, was she even attracted to Erica? Because it just seemed very off. And there was no type of attempt from her to want to be intimate with her. And she would gaslight her, which was absolutely mind-boggling. The girl was sat across from her crying, pouring her heart out saying, you know, you don't even touch me. You don't even want to hold my hand. You don't even want to kiss me. And she somehow found a way to make her herself a victim in all of this. And so what was glaring to me, red flags, was the lack of intimacy, um, the gaslighting attempts that she did. Um, the victimization, the false representation of who she was, her online persona versus her in reality, and a bit of jealousy and insecurity masked in there because she used a lot of her past traumas to justify her current behavior, which I found really appalling instead of saying, and I'm not saying that, you know, your past traumas and things that you go through in previous relationships can't affect your current relationships because they they can okay however 
she used that and amplified that to justify why she wasn't being intimate and why she was not coming across the same way that she did online. And I think that that was a cop out. Instead of saying, you know what, like, actually, you're not what I thought you were going to be. And I mean, that's quite hard to tell somebody. So I can understand why she may not have been that forthcoming. However, once again, if you do see these warning signs and these red flags, definitely take them into consideration. Because if somebody's presenting themselves as one thing and then you finally meet them and they're not, ugh, I would be very cautious about that. So the next couple is Tom and Darcy. <sighs> this couple here is, I, it's really, it's really, really, really interesting to me because Darcy has been on this program before and she was actually on here with another guy and that relationship failed. So she has come back on again with somebody new. Once again, is someone from another country. So Tom, he is a UK businessman who carries himself out to be this, you know, very upper echelon kind of guy. And he all, have you ever met someone and you just think, okay, not necessarily bad vibes, but you know, like, they're playing up for the camera. Like, this is not who you are. I instantly got that from him. I thought he was pretending to be somebody that he wasn't. However, Darcy was madly in love with him. She thought he was a complete different um, personality um, than her ex. And he came across as this gentleman who was so about her. However... As the season progressed, we found out that they weren't on the same page at all. And I think deep down inside, Darcy knew that herself. However, she was so driven on the idea of being married that instead of seeing the signs that kept glaring at her over and over again, she kept trying to force him to be something that he clearly didn't even want to be. So one scenario that stuck out to me was when she went to see him and he did not take her to his house, which I found really interesting. As somebody who is in his 40s, you would think that he would be established enough. So I guess, you know, he didn't want to take her to his house, which... You know, I can understand probably wanting to find a neutral space where she feels comfortable and he feels comfortable. I completely get it. So he rented out an Airbnb and for somebody who has been chit-chatting with somebody for, you know, months or even, I think they were chatting up to maybe up to a year, you know, he was very adamant that he wanted to take things slow physically and for me, I was quite happy about that. However, Darcy, on the other hand, was very agitated about it. She did not want, you know, to wait in that regard. She was very happy to move things forward in the sexual department. <laughs> in the sexual department. <laughs> in the bedroom. Um, 
And you could tell that he felt really uncomfortable. And I thought to myself, like, most guys would be jumping at the thought of, you know, being able to get physical with somebody that they that they like, right? However, it became more transparent that this guy didn't really like her like that. And I think he tried to delay the sexual aspects of it because he didn't want to convey something to her that wasn't true. And normally when things get physical, especially for a woman, it muddles your your thought process, your brain. You have already formed an attachment. Most guys, I think that's when they get the most clarity after sex. You know, before sex, they're chasing you, you know, and they're you know, they're, they're, they're off this high and this buzz of you. And then the minute they have sex with you, then they get to actually think, do I actually like this person now that I've gotten what I want? So I think he was trying to save her from herself, but she was so caught up in wanting, you know, to be married and wanting to, you know, have that, that moment that she didn't get with her ex. And the worst thing about it is that she has a twin and her twin is engaged to someone that she's also met online from another country. So I think there was a level of competition that was also in play for her. But it was very glaring that these two weren't equally yoked. And the more she pushed on him making a decision on their relationship and the direction, the further he pulled away. However, he was very manipulative and misleading because he never communicated that they were on the same path. He would manipulate her in a sense that she was the one who was just being, you know, too, too fast and too vocal about things. And he just wasn't on the same page as her at that moment. Not at all, but at that moment. So he was stringing her along, stringing her along. And deep down inside, I know that she knows that he wasn't serious. But I think because she was so adamant on wanting this fairy tale relationship, she held on. So the red flags on this was obviously, you know, not being on the same page. They're not aligned in the direction of their relationship. Lack of communication, her pressing for commitment when he wasn't ready. And obviously, you know, the manipulation side of stringing somebody on knowing clearly that you don't want anything to do with them. So if you are experiencing this in your relationship or this has popped up, this is something that you definitely need to think about you need to have these open and honest communication not only with your partner but with yourself to see if this is something that you would tolerate in your relationship so the next couple is Yolanda and William and she calls him Williams with an s which i found really odd but this relationship, which was hardly a relationship, by the way, but this couple was really interesting because she was a widow. So she had been with her husband um, for about 20-something years, 20-plus 20 years. They have about five, six kids. However, 
Unfortunately, he passed away due to health issues. She ends up going online where she is met by this guy named William who says he is from the UK. Um, From the photos that we see, you know, he's in good shape. He's what you might deem for some people attractive. I didn't necessarily find him attractive. But yeah, she was obviously, you know, excited about somebody who has taken interest in her, especially after, you know, coming from losing your husband. However, the red flags were, I mean, they weren't even flags anymore. They were alarm bells ringing. It was absolutely insane how she thought that this guy was who he said he was. So for a normal person, right? Okay, let's just take out, you know, attraction and bare minimum conversation that you get every day, right? When you are getting to know somebody, especially online, in this day and age with all the apps that we have, with the technology that we have, video chat, FaceTiming, whatever you want to call it, it has to be in place. You have to see the person you are dating because if I am talking to somebody online and I never um you know see them face to face whether that's in person or whether that's you know online we are not dating we are pen pals you are my pen pal i will write to you and you know you write to me and we'll respond there's nothing romantic happening here however every chance that she had to get him to FaceTime, there was an excuse. His phone is old. His camera is not working. It was just a madness. And she was justifying all of this because she was attracted to him and because he was stringing her on with really dead conversation. And when she was going through you know, a bit of their conversation with us, the viewers, there was a lot of emojis, but there was hardly any in-depth conversation. Yet this woman was willing to spend a lot of money to go to the UK to see him. However, dun, 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 we find out that not only is this guy not who he says he is, He's not from the UK. We believe it's alleged that he was a UK scammer because the minute she said to him, I'm going to buy my ticket, what airport should I fly into? He had no idea. And then he cut the phone. She tried to call him again. He didn't answer. Okay. So the minute he started to see that his plans were being foiled, then all of a sudden she gets an email stating that, all of her photos and videos that she sent to him were going to be released online. Obviously, she was concerned because I believe she was sending some promiscuous, you know, images and videos to him. Yet, yet, she was still holding on to the fact that this guy was who he said said he was. And it was just mind-boggling to me because 
as a viewer, we knew instantly that he was a catfish and he was a scammer, but because she was so caught up in the idea of him rather than the reality of him, she couldn't see the red flags. So ladies and gentlemen, if you are dating someone who, especially if you are dating them online or you met them online, sorry, if you met them online, please do a video chat. You need to verify that this person is real, especially in this day and age where we're in a pandemic and a lot of people are not feeling comfortable meeting up in person. You definitely need to video chat. You need to see the person you're talking to to make sure that they are representing themselves in the way that they portray themselves to be. You don't want to be fooled. You don't want to be, you know, gaslighted. You don't want any of these things. You need to make sure that you are dealing with someone and you know exactly who they are. Okay. The next couple, which has been problematic and the most entertaining, I believe is Colt and Larissa. And Colt and Larissa is a couple that I don't even know where to start with them. So Colt is what I would classify as a mama's boy. He is in his 30s and he lives at home with his mom. He takes care of his mom. His mom has now replaced her son as her husband. Larissa, on the other hand, is from Brazil. She has two kids and she's expecting to be fully taken care of. Because that is what Colt has presented to her when they were, you know, talking and dating, I guess, online. He presented himself to be this person who was financially stable, who was looking forward to being married and looking forward to taking care, you know, of his wife. However, what we don't realize is that not only was he a mother or a mama's boy, His mom was very active in his marriage to the point where it actually led to the demise of their marriage because she just could not let her son go. She was jealous. She was annoyed and she was fearful. She did not want to come second place to her in her son's life. And not only that, she was worried that what she was benefiting from. So obviously, you know, living at home, not having to pay rent and being taken care of her son was now going to be, you know, taken away from her with his new wife. And it was just instantly red flags. If you are in your thirties, I'm not saying that things don't happen because things do But if you are actively staying at home and you're not making a conscious effort to get out of your parents' house or out of their thumb, I'm sorry, you aren't meant, you're not, you're just not ready to date. You're not because how can you date? You're dating your mom. You're dating your parents. Like, how do you have time for somebody else? How can you share your expenses with someone else when you are literally taking care of your mom It just doesn't make sense. And so if you are seeing that not only the person that you're dating 
is not financially stable enough to have his own place, especially if he's in an age that he's meant to have his own place and have some type of stability and groundwork for a serious relationship, then sis, mm, I don't know. I, I just don't know how that could work. So as I was to say, you know, red flags are great indicators to let us know that you know there's things that we're uncomfortable with there's things that we don't necessarily like and this gives us the opportunity to adjust them head on or make that ultimate decision of leaving the relationship however whatever road you decide to take just ensure that you check in with yourself first you always need to make sure that you are 100% okay. If there's something that makes you uncomfortable and you are not sure about, it's fine. It's fine to re-look into things. It's fine to ask yourself whether or not this is something you can tolerate. And it's perfectly okay. And I actually recommend talking to your partner or the person you're dating about things. And if they fall out of line of your boundaries then that tells you exactly what you need to do when it comes to that relationship and that's to leave okay so I hope you guys enjoy this episode I look forward to seeing you guys and speaking with you guys next week